Welcome back to the second episode of our podcast where we pick up our conversation about the European Commission's preliminary doubts about Antana Wars compatibility with the state aid law. We discuss the preliminary conclusions of the European Commission's preliminary decision from November 2021 and the wider implications. Welcome to the Brattle Exchange, where we explore critical economic, financial, and accounting topics with Brattle experts and influential voices from industry and academia. It's hosted by the Brattle Group, a global consulting firm that tackles complex economic, financial, and regulatory questions for corporations, law firms, and governments around the world. I'm Dr. Jose Garcia, principal at the Brattle Group, and I'm looking forward to another discussion with Richard Caldwell, principal and leader of Brattle's internal arbitration practice. In our first episode, we discussed the tensions between EU state aid and recent arbitral awards that have been unlawful, the withdrawal of subsidies by European member states and have granted compensation with a particular focus on the Antan case. Today, in the second episode, we look at the economic basis for the Commission's preliminary doubts and the wider implications of the Commission reasoning, in particular for continued investment in renewables, which is critical for Europe to achieve its long-term climate goals. Our conversations draw from a book chapter that has been published in the Investment Treaty Arbitration Review, published in June 2023, which we have linked in the show notes. Let's get started. And so, in other words, investors are being penalized or potentially penalized uh, through Steered for Spain's own failure to uh, notify the, uh, the scheme back in 2007. No, I think we need to move on and think about uh, that's the scheme, the state aid analysis of the scheme as it existed in 2007 and what the commission is likely to have found. Now, the next question is, Spain has then notified the Antin award to the commission. So, in other words, what's happened is Antin has sued Spain in an investment arbitration arbitration for uh, the withdrawal of the 2007 scheme. The arbitration panel has agreed with Ampton and awarded it damages in compensation for the withdrawal of the scheme, the 2007 scheme, and now Spain, in part because it doesn't want to pay the award to Ampton, has notified the award itself to uh, the commission. Now, that's what's going on. Now, the question is, the Commission has identified some preliminary doubts about the stated compatibility of the Ampton Award itself. Now, Jose, what, what's the basis for the Commission's doubts? Basically, the conclusions of the Commission are mainly, uh, I would say, four. First, they conclude, they preliminary conclude, that the Antenna Award doesn't benefit uh, renewable development. It further concludes that it does not provide necessarily an incentive effect. And it further concludes that overcompensates Antan and unduly distort competition and trade. Those are the main, I would say, preliminary message. Yeah. So how, how does the commission get to the conclusion that the award doesn't contribute to the development of renewable energy? Among other issues, the commission reached to the conclusion because it claims that uh, it takes into account the fact that Antan has sold the assets. So as a result, and because Antan has sold this asset, an award to Antan will not necessarily incentivize the production of 
renewable assets or renewable production from these thermal solar plants precisely because Santan doesn't own the assets anymore. That's, that's one of the initial message. The award is going to be paid to Antan. The award is not going to be paid to the current owner of the facilities. So that's uh, one of the uh, elements on, on the commission. And on the basis, I'm another thing, on the basis of this argument, the commission concludes that an Antana war doesn't benefit renewable development. It opens the question that had the war been being paid to an existing owner of a plan, would have the commission concluded otherwise. Uh, it doesn't say anything about it, but the reality is that with respect to this particular case, the commission is particularly concerned with the fact that Antan has sold the assets. Then by definition, any award will not incentivize Antan to produce renewable generation anymore. And so if another owner, for example, another investor has continues to hold their investment uh, in renewable assets in Spain and has obtained an international arbitrum award, would the commission be okay uh, with that? Is it really just the problem is Antan sold its interests in the underlying uh, renewable energy plants? No, as I said, uh, that, that's not the only reason. That's one of the reasons. It doesn't solve the entire problem. Uh, the commission raises other issues that are not related to the fact that Anton has sold this asset. Uh, probably the most, the most relevant one is the discussion of, of the incentive effect. The conclusion that even if the award had been paid to the existing facilities, it doesn't necessarily change the behavior of the owners of these plants because they will remain producing no matter what, even in the absence of uh, financial support. The idea is that somehow the financial support is not needed anymore to continue the production of the plants. And so what's your evaluation of this argument on the incentive effect? You said a number of times that that's the key argument that the commission uh, has in respect of the Antin Award. So, you know, what do you think? I mean, it's not, I will I will say in my question to you that it seems very strange to hear that we've had a, a support scheme which was successful and in, incentivized investment, not least in the thermal solar plants that Anton owned, and then somehow compensation for its withdrawal uh, turns out to have no uh, incentive effect. So how, how do we put these things together? First, the first idea is that this conclusion doesn't make any sense from an economic point. And the only reason why the commission reached to the conclusion is because it assumed or it assessed uh, the award as an element in isolation of the original uh, feeding tariffing scheme. It doesn't consider that the award just basically somehow compensate for uh, the elimination of the financial incentives originally provided by Spain in order to induce the investment in these plants. It basically analyzed the state aid, assuming that this represents a payment either in July 2013 when uh, the new regulatory regime was approved or at the date of the render of the war in 2008. Uh, obviously, both dates post-date the investment in these assets. As I mentioned before, uh, the construction of this plan was uh, between 11, 2011, 2012, I don't remember exactly. 
but clearly before 2013. And the assessment from the European Commission is post-date, a construction moment. So, of course, the Commission looks at the economics of the plan once built, and it considers, and it, 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 it basically reflects an analysis that appeared in the work, in which they compare the production of the plans, of these CSP plans, before the withdrawal of the financial support in 2013 and post the withdrawal of the 2013. The Commission realized that basically the production of these plans is unaltered by the withdrawal of the original scheme by Spain. And then as a result, they conclude it can only uh, be explained by the fact that, you know, these plans never needed this uh, financial support uh, to continue production. As a result, they don't need the work. This is a wrong way to look at this because, of course, once built, is renewable assets are capital, uh, highly capital cost investment, sunking investments. And once built, the variable costs of these plants are pretty close to zero, which means that when the plant started operation, price, the market price is sufficiently is high enough to cover the operating costs of these plants, even with or without the financial support, the investors, the owners of these plants will have the incentive to continue operating. So Jose, is it, isn't what you're saying that the renewable plants typically will produce if the sun shines or the wind blows, the sun will continue to shine and the wind blow regardless of the removal of the subsidy. And so therefore those plants will continue to produce. And as a result, the commission comes along and it thinks the award it's rendered in 2019 or 2020, I've forgotten the precise date, and will say that that award is itself not in any way related. It doesn't change any behavior. The award comes in, the plant will the plants will continue to produce whatever they're going to produce. The award is irrelevant uh, to that. So therefore, there can be no incentive effect. When the truth is, the subsidies that then got removed were the very thing that was needed back in 2007 to incentivize the, in, the substantial investments up front that needed to be made to bring these plants into existence in the first place. That's correct. Another way to, do, to say this is that the incentive effect was not defined in order to cover the variable cost of these plants. The market price is, 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 is enough pretty much enough to cover the variable cost of this plant. The incentive provided by the financial support provided by Spain and the rest of the country was supposed to cover the capital costs that were undertaken back in time. They need those financial support to recoup those capital cost investments. In the absence of the financial support, these plants will have never been built. Of course, when built, the decision to continue operation is in any way related to the financial support you receive. Because once built, you are sank. And as you correctly mentioned, uh, the installation is going to produce electricity if the sun is shining or if the wind is blowing, uh, no matter what financial support you're receiving. But in the absence of the financial support, you would have never invested in this plan. And that's the correct way to, to look at this incentive and that's the correct way to assess a state aid. No, you, you said a minute ago, and I'll ask for your comments on this. I mean, you said a moment ago that Spain had notified what you called the new scheme. So i.e. The, the 2013 support scheme, which emerged after the removal or the withdrawal of the 2007 scheme. 
Now, the Commission, that Spain notified that new 2013 regime to the Commission. That new 2013 regime applies to the Antin, uh, the plant the Antin owned, and that had been previously built under the 2007 scheme, and to many other assets that were in the same position as the asset that uh, Antin uh, owned. Uh, yet the Commission appears to have found that 2013 scheme to be compatible for stadium. Now, on its face, that seems to me inconsistent because uh, the 2013 scheme would have no incentive effect on uh, many of the assets previously built under the prior 2007 support scheme. Have I got that correct? But there's a potential inconsistency, a logical inconsistency in what the Commission has done in respect of the 2013 scheme versus what it's now proposing as a preliminary die uh, in respect of the Antin Award. You were totally right. As the Commission has applied a state of approaching consistently, had the Commission applied the same logic that we have described when it analyzed the Antin Award back in time when it had to assess the 2013 regime, it could have concluded that those plans would have not needed either the financial incentives under the 2013 scheme. So it should have declared incompatible the 2013 scheme as well. But it didn't. Why it didn't? It's only because it didn't apply the logic behind the incentive effect in a consistent way and in in this particular aspect, it, it did not apply the same logic that is now trying to apply into the TANA war. Because if, had, if it had done it that way, it could have, in my opinion, also wrongly concluded that the 2013 regime was not needed, which is a wrong. It's, it's, it will only reach that conclusion by applying wrongly the concept of the incentive effect. So the penultimate question relates to overcompensation. So the we've talked a lot about incentive effect. The other part of the commission's assessment is to do with proportionality and uh, ensuring no overcompensation. Now, as I understand it, the Anton Award uh, or the commission's assessment, preliminary assessment of the Anton Award suggests that it would result in overcompensation. Can you shed any light on, on that? Uh, view of the commission? First, as I said, uh, we don't find any economic basis to conclude that the, that the original regime will have resulted in an overcompensation. And as a result, and because the award doesn't fully compensate for the withdrawal of the 2007 support scheme, the Antana award cannot lead to overcompensation. It, the reality is that uh, when, when, when the commission assess the 2013 regime, it concluded that the target return, the lower target return defined under the new regime, which was 7398 pre-tax, was okay, was compatible. Spain has inferred from that, that because the commission has declared the 7.398 target return under the new regime fair and, and okay and compatible, it can only mean that the higher target returns under the regional regime are excessive. And that is a wrong way to interpret the assessment of the European Commission of the 2013 region. The assessment of a state aid implies that the Commission have to decide 
whether the financial support is more than what the plants will need in order to, to invest in a country and obtain a reasonable return. When the commission claimed that 7398 pre-tax was not excessive, given the, the macroeconomic context in 2013, cannot conclude, it cannot be concluded necessarily that any return above that is by definition excessive. The only thing they are saying, 7398 is not excessive. It doesn't impose a maximum threshold. 7398 is not excessive. Eight cannot be excessive. Nine can be not excessive. The commission never declared that 7398 is the maximum return that it will ever allow. And to go further, Jose, isn't it that uh, Spain, essentially what happened here was Spain set target returns in the context of interest rates in 2007 in the original support scheme. Those were sufficient to induce investment. It then post-2013 took advantage in part of the reduction in the in underlying interest rate at that time and has reduced the allowed return. Uh, to renewable plant uh, ex post. And of course, had those post-2013 rates that the commission has found to be fine, had Spain applied those back in 2007 at the outset when these investments were made, investors would not have shown up because they would have been insufficient given the level of interest rates that prevailed in periods of time in which these investments were actually being decided upon and then sunk. That, that's correct. In 2017, when the commission assessed the 2013 regime, it assessed that regime in the context of microeconomic conditions prevailing at that time. It doesn't necessarily mean that had they assessed the 2000 regime, they would have concluded that 7398% was the maximum return allowed, as you correctly mentioned. Every assessment has to be says in the context of the macroeconomic condition prevailing at that time, the macroeconomic uh, conditions were different. And also the technological risk assumed by the investors was also significantly different. In 2007, most of the technologies were immature, in particular the thermal solar assets uh, that uh, are the core of the Antan case. Antan was invested in thermal solar assets that was a, a pretty immature technology at that time. Uh, six years later, in 2013, it was a significant technological improvement and the technological risk has also decreased. So it's fair to say that what maybe uh, was uh, uh, exposed may look like a high return back in 2007. Exante was correct and it was uh, correct precisely because a different microeconomic conditions and the different exposure to different risks back in time. So all that needs to be taken into account. And in regular basis, the commission tries to take into account all these factors before taking a decision. We've been talking about the tension uh, that there appears to have emerged between awards in investment arbitration and EU state aid law. Now, is that tension necessary? Um, can awards actually be supportive of EU state aid law, or is there always going to be a battle? Well, I would probably expand that question because it's not only that lately has been somehow declared that uh, the payment of award necessarily implied significant concerns on the state aid grounds. 
it is also being declared that uh, the payment of awards will somehow tie the hands of the governments in the context of uh, climate change. And uh, so as a result, European Commission and countries are considering uh, the option to abandon uh, all these treaties because uh, in their opinion, that's probably the only way to combat climate change in the future. I think uh, that all that is a wrong uh, view of the case. Uh, there are significant ways and different ways in which member states can still pay the awards. Investors can still enforce the awards uh, without creating any state aid concerns and without creating necessarily problems or impede the achievement of long-run uh, renewal targets. And uh, we can give you an example. I mean, there are ways in which uh, uh, an award can be paid without distorting competition. In typical terms, awards are paid as a lump sum payment. Uh, by definition, lump sum payments are not going to create distortion in competition because it's not going to alter. They don't create an incentive effect. In the same ways, if you really think that the payment of awards to fossil fuel technologies, for example, uh, will allow these installations to continue operating and your final political goal, policy goal is to stop the production from these plants, you can expropriate these assets, uh, pay the, uh, the awards to the investors, and governments can themselves decide to cancel the production of these plants. I mean, there are very different ways in which you can still fulfill your obligation with respect to these treaties without creating a competition distortion or without impeding the combat of, of climate change goals. And in some way, it does, not, it does more than just not the store. The arbitral awards can be actively supportive of competition law in the sense that uh, states make promises of financial support to renewable energy and that they cannot do make those promises in a light way uh, and expect to be able to withdraw or, or amend or, or otherwise reduce uh, those promises which are necessary to incent investment later. Oh, I, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, to stop the payment of awards will create significant problems in the future that may limit uh, and distort competition and will, in fact, jeopardize the ability of member states to achieve their long-term renewal targets. We cannot forget that significant additional investment in renewable assets are needed in order to achieve uh, the aggressive uh, renewable targets in the future. Uh, investors that uh, have been harmed by the decision from these states somehow are the same investors that are going to help the member states to achieve the long-term targets. Uh, even if they are not, uh, the new wave of investors will realize that previous investors have been harmed and the, the enforcements of these awards had not been possible uh, by the interference of, uh, of the European Commission. Uh, that will be internalized by these investors. And definitely these investors either will decide to think twice about investing in certain countries, but it will require additional returns to uh, assume that uh, regulatory risk at the expense of, of final consumers. In other words, Jose, to finish, what you're saying is that the commission is actually wrong in its preliminary doubts about the Ampin award, that it would have uh, no, the payment of that award has no effect on uh, wider RES, renewable energy investments. What you're saying is the failure to pay the award because the commission 
decides that it's incompatible for state aid purposes would lead to regulatory risk because investors would fear withdrawal of support, promised support without compensation. And as a result, they would require higher returns or not invest at all. And higher returns means more costs from the significant deployment of renewable energy that's needed to meet our emissions targets. And more cost means higher consumer bills and ultimately more issues that way. And we're, of course, in, a, in the middle of a cost of living crisis, or we have been. Uh, over the last couple of years. So if I can summarize you as saying a payment of the Anton Award is a good thing, it ensures that uh, member states live up to their promises, therefore reduces uh, regulatory risk and therefore the cost of future renewable investment. Yes, if I can finish, it's not only my concern, which is shared by you, is it was also the concern of the European Commission back in time when it warned and member states against retroactive uh, regulatory changes that increase the capital costs of those investments and make far more difficult the bankability of this project. But it has been also the concerns of the of the members of the tribunals that have decided that the measures imposed by Spain led to additional regulatory risk that need to be compensated. So that's part of the compensation from the tribunal award that recognize that uh, negative effect. Well, thanks for that uh, enlightening discussion. And uh, we now wait, we understand the European Commission are considering or reconsidering its preliminary guides, and we wait on tender hooks to see uh, where it goes next. We're waiting for the final decision. Thank you, Richard. Thanks a lot.